Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers, including duos machinas from the grid that help inform current episodes and past episodes and just, you know, everything that goes on in the Morphin Grid. I'm one of your hosts, Joel, and with me, as always, is... Hi, it's Kevin, and I know a thing or two about Crystal Rangers. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten oh. about that line, and when it came back up again, I cackled mm-hmm. again, knowing we get to discuss it. <laughs> I know. I, I love it every single time. So. <laughs> but uh, before we get to what that's about, uh, like we do every week, we want to take a moment to encourage our listeners to find a way that you can be a hero out there in the world. Um, but, you know, in the past, we've highlighted things like the Black Lives Matter movement, which is ongoing and still needs support. Um, you know, the ongoing crisis in the Ukraine mm-hmm. or the constant attack on reproductive rights within the u.s um just you know find a way that you can help whether that's joining in protests safely whether that's donating you know time or money to those efforts uh, just find a way that you can help be a hero in your own way let's make this world a better place uh but with that uh we only really have one thing to talk about today and that's dino fury episode 15 of season two which is morphin master it's directed by Chris Graham with a story by Becca Barnes and Alwyn Dale and a teleplay by Maya Thompson. And the uh, kind of summary for this one, the Green Morphin Master heals Zato and gives the Dino Master Saber to the Rangers, returning them to their mission to stop Lord Zed. Mm-hmm. And while that is true, that is uh, certainly leaving out certain parts of this episode. But uh, what did you think of this, Kevin? What did you think of this episode overall? What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah. I think it was a lot of fun because it definitely builds up the lore of the universe and we get to see a lot of behind the scenes moments that give context. I know a lot of times there were certain things in the history of the show where fans are like, what's happening? And now we know the real reason behind it. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of fun. But the, but also the choreography, the drama and the writing in this episode was just really strong. Yeah. I mean, overall, this is like a pretty... It's a simple episode in the fact that, like, it is just the, like, rangers talking to the Morphin Masters for most of it, and then we get kind of a quick resolution to the Lord Zed part of it. But in this, there is just a lot of fun things that I really enjoyed throughout. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, because this is the first time we've seen, like, the Morphin Masters in, like, not necessarily the same area as the rangers, but in, like, the same levels as the rangers. So we finally get kind of an idea of how big they are. <laughs> because mm-hmm. i think in like previous appearances they've been floating in the sky or they've been in their weird little nebulous zone so like we don't really get context for their size and i think mm-hmm. i really liked in this episode is that whenever the morphin masters are in the base with the rangers like they do angles to make it feel like they are towering over the rangers mm-hmm. um, i thought that was really neat um but like overall i mean like like the kind of description says the big thrust of this episode is like the, the issue with the green morphin master the thing they leave out is there is this like interesting dynamic where we find out that like the green morphin master by helping the dino fury rangers breaks mm-hmm. this like um sacred rule they've had that was established by the red morphin master in that they would never interfere in the like work of the rangers that they would mm-hmm. stay neutral to keep themselves and the grid safe yeah um, of course you know that turns out to not be totally the case and that the green morphin master has been like nudging things in ranger history for quite some time <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh in like i thought what i liked in this is that like 
they like the Rangers immediately call kind of BS on this rule that apparently yeah. exists. Whatever they're like, but you created tons of Rangers. How is that not interfering? <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, I, I do love that part. But what? What again? What do you think of the, that whole situation? <laughs> I mean, I think it's obviously a very interesting lore aspect to it because we've always had. You know, those moments in the show where things have just happened and we were just kind of like, okay. So it's cool to have that context behind it. And I mean, it's really funny because like the Morphin Masters have that rule, but we've seen like red and green making the Dino Gems and the Inner Gems and things like that. So it's like, okay, so you're making these artifacts that's involving like making the Inner Gems, for example, has created a shit ton of conflict in the universe alone. Yes. So it's it's interesting that they kind of have that rule. I know, and probably that's what part of it is, is like they know that they've caused a lot of damage by doing stuff like that, and they're trying to stay away from that. But um, I think for me, it really, it was really fun because like, you know, we kind of assumed the Morphin Grid was doing stuff in Beast Morphers, and what do you know? We were right um yeah but it was interesting to see that conflict among them and like that idea of if you have ultimate power and you just stand by doing nothing with it is that good or bad yeah and i and i so i think i, mean, I think it's kind of cool yeah it is really cool and i do like that they tied <clears throat> in again the like ranger archive <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that now exists and they brought in clips you know from beast morphers like you said referencing the like meteorite that had the mmpr power coin or steel being revived as human and they even went so far as tying it back to the legendary battle and yeah. you know saying that the green morphin master was the one who teleported all the teams there and it's like that's been a thing fans have complained about for years like it's been kind yeah. of one of the like knocks on the legendary battle and like now it's like okay well we've now got a little bit of context on how that now works yeah yeah it, it it's adding to the universe in a way that doesn't detract from what previous creators have done and yeah. it's more additive than anything else yeah it doesn't like change the context of what occurred it just like gives reasoning behind why it happened which i exactly. think is good exactly um, and and i think it, it definitely gives a new idea to things that are happening as they go forward yes oh like i know a lot of people have been mad about this because it gives um as we referenced in an episode like episode 43 of our podcast the title you know if something weird happens a morphin master did it <laughs> um it's yeah. you know a lot of people complained and called it lazy and said it's you know, it doesn't take much to like, it's like a band-aid kind of thing. But what I do like about this is they've now pulled this ripcord. They can't do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, the Morphin Masters have done things in the past. Like, that can't be the thing they go to going forward. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I do really like that. And I think it kind of interestingly, like, puts a bow on everything that has happened. And anything going forward, they kind of have to get themselves out of somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like as well. So when the Morphin Masters were kind of not introduced because technically they were introduced to mighty Morphin, but when we got to see them in dino fury they were kind of this like homogenous group and obviously from a costume design they are the same suit repeated multiple times with color changes Mm -hmm. i do like that this episode establishes that they have personalities at least somewhat and that they are different beings in some way shape or form um and I do find that as an interesting concept, like if they ever do bring them back, there is stuff you could do with them having different personalities and different takes on things. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Uh, but I do also really want to highlight, I think this episode has a lot of really great uh, lines in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites is uh, whatever 
they do the clip of Seal being revived as a human. Um, mm-hmm. Izzy has the moment of freaking out because she realizes that Seal Silva is was a ranger and is one of her favorite actors. And there's just mm-hmm. this really great line as she's going on this rant about how much she loves the show. She looks at uh like the Green Morphin Master and it's just like, but it's a great show if you want to binge watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She had some really good interactions of her Morphin Master this episode too. Like, cause she also had that line where she was t- where she was where Master Green was like, Zed is one of the most powerful villains in the universe. And Izzy was like, and the one that looks the most like beef jerky. And then like, she just tilts her head at her. Yeah. There, there was, there's not a lot there, but there is this like fun, weird connection that I think it's like Tessa playing off the suit in a really fun way of like Tessa mm-hmm. being really excited, being like, well, that's my Morphin Master mm-hmm. and her being kind of excited about it. Um, But, uh, you know, on the flip side, so that kind of like is the Ranger side. And the big thing that we get is like, Master Green's punishment for interfering is that she'll be trapped in Crystal forever, which is like, mm-hmm. I have questions on how many times the Morphin Masters have done that. <laughs> I am sure they have plenty of times. So I'm just like, is there like, is it kind of like safe haven in the comics? There's just a room full of crystals with stuff trapped in them. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, on the flip side, you know, getting outside of this, you know, obviously the Green Morphin Master gets away. The Rangers are... I forget. How did they get out? I'm blanking on how they get it because like, they get the Master Saber from her and I don't remember. Or it was that earlier in the episode they get it from her. They, they get it from her right when they get teleported back to Refcon. Like she gives it to them and it's like you're... Uh, which is an interesting concept that like they made this weapon that is so powerful that it can only... If you use the ultimate move, it destroys the user. Um, but yeah, she... It's interesting because it shows Green directly interfering with them by giving them a new weapon <laughs> and a mode. Which um, I kind of like because that then, um, you know, we've seen that multiple times in the series where, like, the Rangers get a new weapon and it's literally, like, out of nowhere. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she gives that to them, of course, explaining to them that their arsenal is not powerful enough, but the armor that it gives them and the abilities should help them at least hold their own against Zed. So. Yeah, and then they she gives the, I must warn you, the Saber's ultimate attack. It uses the power of the Zords, but anyone who uses this to destroy their enemy will also be destroyed. Which, mm-hmm. like... It, it, there's a weird kind of gray area in this where like technically they there are reasons why they're seeding this here um yeah i do like that it is here i also do like the fact that they looked at the dino master saber or it's like sentai equivalent and saw that it was green and was like well that it's got to be morphin master green that gives it to them kind of thing like yeah. it, there's fun like ties to that that i really liked mm-hmm. it's clever it's it's a clever way of going about it yeah exactly and like you pointed out like there's been plenty of other instances where like it's taken less to get the rangers their upgrade or it's come out of nowhere <laughs> mm-hmm. but that gets handed to them they get back to rafcon to try and stop um zed and in the process zed ends up getting away and gets back to earth and one of my favorite moments is void king and void queen showing up to confront lord zed when he yeah. returns to earth yeah, it that made me flash back to Power Rangers Zio's Good as Gold when Mondo and Zed and Rita all faced off. Yeah, there's there something wonderful about just Void Queen and Void King being so mad and being like, I can't believe you did that. And then Zed just playing them like a fiddle, essentially. Yeah. Being like, no, I meant to do this. It's going to help yeah. you guys. And then Scrawls will be like, but wait, and be like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good. Like, it really showed, like, how double-crossing Zed can be sometimes and how much he can understand people and learn how to play them so yeah exactly 
Um, but, and then, yeah. but of course, the Rangers return to battle as well, and we get this beautiful line from Void Queen, which is, the sight of these Rangers gives me a real headache, and I'm just like, Mwah, bless yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Um, it's definitely an interesting thing, um, but I, I do love how, like... They, I just love the dynamic they've written for them because you actually get to see a little more personality from Void King and Queen in this episode, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, Void King, he's another one that has some like great lines. Um, yeah, one it's of my like, favorites is like when the Rangers are bantering back and forth, and Void King's just like, well, "Can we please just fight?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really funny because like it shows his nature, but it also shows like the spell that she put on him and like brainwashing him. So it was definitely a lot of fun. I think. Another line I really enjoyed this episode, going back a little bit, um, was when they tried to, whenever uh, Master Blue tried to capture Master Green in the base and crystallizes Solon's mushrooms. Oh, yeah. And she's like, hey, I don't go into your house and crystallize your mushrooms, do I? (laughs) Well, there's a great joke later on, too, where she's like, well, I've tried to get the mushrooms out of there, but I cannot get them out. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why, like, you can also use, basically, like, I liked how they used a throwaway gag, but then they tied it into the plot of, like, as a way to explain, like, oh, I'm already working on this. And, and there's a couple, there's a couple other good gags, too, because I, like, um, when uh, Void King and Void Queen confront Zed and the, like, other generals that they made, they're, like, called the Boom Tower and the one creature, uh, like, a traitor, and they're like, well, he had better dental, and they're like, you don't even have teeth! Yeah, and that like, comes Whoop. back later in a joke. <laughs> When the rangers are fighting them, one of the rangers cuts the lag monster's cheek, and he's like, ow, my teeth. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's cute little jokes like that that I think, yeah. are like, rather than it being, like, those kind of one-liners that we would get in, like, the Saban era and even the Disney era, I think these are, like, mm-hmm. they, they do, like, a, thre- a through line of the jokes, at least. Like, and I, I think that's a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do love the integration of, like, uh, Sentai footage in the fight against Void King, too, because there's this great moment when, like, cut back to Sentai footage, and it's, like, Void King sitting in this, like, really, like, lounging sound. It's just, like, getting a little cocky, aren't we? Because they think they've won, and then he yeah. proceeds to beat them up. <laughs> yeah. And it leads to one of my favorite sequences in this episode in this fight is, like, he's fighting all the rangers, and then Void King stops, and he's like, wait a minute, where's the pink ranger? And they're like, pink ranger? We don't have a pink ranger. <laughs> And then in comes Amelia on the Dino Fury cycle to uh, take out Void King. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun of them playing with the Sentai footage and like having a good time with it. Um, Because obviously the Sentai footage had different contexts. So they, I liked how they used that and kind of just made it like, they made it camp, which is always a lot of fun. Yeah, because like that, that whole scene has like a different tone in Rue Soldier and I, and I agree. I think I like the fact that they're not afraid to take what exists and find a way to twist it. Um, mm-hmm. there's a great youth, like aspect of that coming in the next episode, which we'll get to discuss, but like it, they've done a great job, I think, in Dino Fury of looking at what they have and going, well, okay, well, how can we use this? Um, yeah. Also, I love the fact that the Dino Fury cycle has not been Red Ranger exclusive. Yeah, no, I think it's a lot of fun that they kind of have that be everybody uses it. I do really like the Dino Fury cycle. Like the fact that like, Again, the thing we talk about with, like, previous seasons, like, you, you think about, like, the um, the one cycle in Jungle Fury that, like, is a Red Ranger-only item. Or, like, yeah. Or even in, like, Operation Overdrive, like, the Black Ranger had, like, an exclusive item. Like, I do really like the fact that, like, a lot of these items in this show are not Ranger-exclusive. They're not Ranger-agnostic, like, kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, speaking of which, yeah, in this next fight, they move, you know, once they defeat Void King and all the other generals, uh, they go to fight Lord Zed because he almost has the Sporks machine already. Yeah. Um, and Zed is able to put up a force field. And mm-hmm. then it becomes the Rangers trying everything they can to break this force field. And I really enjoyed the moment where the four Rangers use the armors that they all have. Yeah. Um, and try that against it, which obviously doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was just a really cool. And it's good to see, like, because I don't know if in the Sentai, if Green ever wore any of the armors. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just really cool because, like, again, these are costume pieces that they can swap onto any of the characters. So why not? try it on a different ranger if you have it there Mm -hmm. uh but obviously in this fight against zed this force field zed is almost going to win and then master green shows up dispels his force field and takes on zed herself um where it seems like master green is about to lose zato strikes a or not zato ion strikes a blow Mm -hmm. that distracts lord zed enough that uh, master green is able to do her final attack which ends up sealing both her and Zed in Crystal, mm-hmm. which I thought was a nice ending. It's it's kind of funny. It reminds me of what happens in uh, Marvel's What If. I don't know if you watched yeah. it, uh, but yeah, th- I thought that was kind of a fun little weird like synergy they yeah. had with it. Um, but in this, you know, they're in this Crystal, and if you have been following any of the fandom stuff, uh, you might recognize the two props inside the Crystal <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because these have been in Simon's office in some of the fan streams. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I loved. I was yeah. just like, oh, hey, I know those. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the Rangers take the crystal with uh, Master Green and Lord Zed back to their command center. And it becomes this whole conversation. Well, how do we get them out? You know, Can we find Rangers that have crystal powers? Which uh, leads to a line that I know Kevin was happy about. <laughs> yes. Yes. I cackled so hard on that line. I, I, I Trixie Mattel screamed. <laughs> like... And it's a lot of fun because it shows. I love lines like that because it's always a nice wink and a nod to the older fans that know, like that follow Sentai and know. Um, And I just, I died. I was like, okay, all right, I see you, I see you. The day they make like a train joke or like uh, Uh (laughs) or cube joke, I would Mm -hmm. howl (laughs) because you know people would be so bad about it, but it'd be so funny. It's just again, it's that thing where like they know what they're doing. They know that like the fan base they have is like both older fans and younger fans, so they kind of are aware that yeah. they can't can play. And I do like that in Dino Fury, they've been doing that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in this conversation, Master Blue and Master Red arrive. You know, realize the error of their ways, release Master Green mm-hmm. from the imprisonment, um, and you know, thank the Rangers for like teaching them a lesson essentially, and then. Once uh, Master Red and Master Blue are gone, they have this like final moment with Master Green where Ion apologizes to her for not being able to be the one to fulfill the prophecy. And Master Green's like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, when I said you had to defeat Lord Zed, I never said you had to do it alone. Which, again, nice moment for Ion to learn because we had the whole last episode where he was trying to do everything by himself. Um, kind of yeah. threads that needle nicely and we do get this last like kind of mystery because zato asks you know well what happened to the people of rafcon master green of course is like well i can't answer that that's a thing you'll have to learn on your own yeah yeah it shows that like she knows when and where to you know and in- get involved and where not to. exactly exactly for sure uh, but 
any other thoughts on this episode? I knew this was like, again, a, a contentious episode among fans. Like I've seen people complaining about it, which I'm just, I don't get personally, but any last yeah. thoughts? It's a good episode overall. I think there's a lot of fun moments that build the lore of the series. Um, you know, this effectively serves as the quintessential clip show episode that we normally yeah. get every season. And I, what I've really loved about Dino Fury um and even beast morphers to an extent that i've really loved these past couple of years when we get these plot episodes where they're revolving around clip shows we get good moments like this where effectively it forwards the plot it doesn't stifle it yeah and it's even uh, what i think is more impressive about this is the fact that this wasn't in their initial plan this technically came yeah. in when this like when the dino fury order was stretched to two seasons um, they then mm-hmm. added this Lord Zed plot and then were able to thread in the needle of the Morphin Masters and Master Green and came up with a really, I think, smart way that not only furthers the Dino Fury plot, but like we said, is additive to the history of the show uh, in mm-hmm. a really nice way. And I, I just I, I again, I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's one of my favorites um, because mm-hmm. not, again, it not only does the clip show thing, it not only threads the needle of like being additive and moving the plot forward. There's a lot of great character moments and we've talked about them, you know, from like you know uh solon having her moment with like the the morphin masters where she's called them having izzy being excited about master green there's been just like really great mm-hmm. like little character moments in this that i think make it so good mm-hmm. but uh with that said i guess that'll kind of wrap up our discussion of this episode uh we next episode episode 16 i think is going to be a lot of fun to discuss <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and that'll yeah. actually be our 100th episode next time <laughs> Mm-hmm. so uh it it will we won't this we may not be doing anything crazy but we'll see what's all to discuss next week uh because you know our luck they'll probably announce some new like uh lightning collection figures or like <laughs> a zord ascension project yeah. will fall from the sky yeah um <laughs> yeah knowing our, every time we're like there's nothing there's nothing they're gonna announce and then of course more comes but you know we'll see but next week will be really fun for us i think but yeah it will uh, you know if you're interested in reaching out to us you can hit us up on twitter at may the power pod or if you want to send us an email you can email us at may the power pod at gmail.com feel free to send mm-hmm. us comments suggestions topic ideas uh or if you're interested in coming on as a guest host like zach has done like aubrey have done like derek has done we're always happy to have new people on discuss things and gab with us tell us what they love mm-hmm. about this franchise uh, mm-hmm. But if you want to find me, you can find me on most social media at Vespas Punk. And where can they find you, Kevin? You can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3. Uh, um, before we go, you know, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we don't have a gigantic listener group, but we do have a few dedicated ones. We see you guys. We really appreciate you coming yeah. and listening to us. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that said, as always, may, may the, the power, power protect, protect you. you.